Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This has been a challenging year for the Akron Police Department. Like many police departments nationwide, they're having trouble recruiting enough new officers to fill their ranks. In addition, they have eight officers on desk duty now who can't go back into the field again until state law enforcement authorities complete their investigation into the shooting of an unarmed black man, Jalen Walker, last June. That's when they opened fire on Walker, who they say fled from a police stop and fired a gun out of his car window at them during a chase along the highway. But it turns out he wasn't armed when he jumped out of the car in a parking lot and died in a hail of police bullets. Later, police say they found a gun on the front seat of his car. But even so, weeks of protests, rioting, and property damage downtown rocked the city in a way not seen here since the 1960s. So now both protesters and the police are waiting to see what the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation says with regard to whether or not that shooting was legally justified. So many questions were raised, including why did police shut off their body cameras right after the shots were fired? So far, there's no answer to that question yet. But what we do know is this is a police department that needs to protect citizens, protect themselves from allegations of using undue force, and at the same time, figure out how to do all that with fewer people than they actually need. On a positive note, they have some new technology that can help them get the job done, including new license plate reader cameras and a new data integration system that enables them to collect information from both public and private surveillance cameras citywide. Listen now for more details with Akron Deputy Police Chief Michael Capers. So flock license plate readers, cam reader cameras, as the name suggests, uh, they read license plates. Uh, we chose flock because it allowed us to integrate the system without having a big infrastructure cost. In other words, we didn't have to run cables onto the ground or up in the air to connect all the cameras for two reasons. One, uh, every camera has its own cell phone, which allows it to independently transmit data. And two, they're being powered by solar panels, and so we don't have to draw power to make them work. The way I like to describe it is it's 145 extra pairs of eyes out in the community that's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where officers can't be. These cameras capture information that we already have available to us, so that we're not really adding to our menu of things that we have available to us. What these cameras do for us, though, is they capture the license plates and they run it through those systems that we already have, including the National Crime Information Center and the Law Enforcement Automated Data System. And when there is a crime that we're interested in, for example, somebody who has uh, warrants for their arrest, either from Akron or from somewhere else, or somebody associated with that vehicle that might be an endangered missing person. It brings that to the forefront. It lets us know that that vehicle is in our jurisdiction and it lets us make a decision about whether or not we want to take some action on that hit. But what's been important to people as I talk to people in the community, we want people to know that they are not used for radar enforcement, so we don't have cameras watching people for speeding. They're not intended to capture pedestrian traffic, so uh, they're only taking pictures when a car goes by, and they do not have facial recognition software. Um, people are concerned, and maybe uh, rightfully so, about the sort of big brother out there watching everybody all the time, and so I think it's important people understand what Flock is and what it is not, and I, I really wanted to make people uh, aware of that. Now, 
these are cameras that are out in the community and they're giving you visual images that maybe you didn't have before and helping you integrate that information along with some other systems that you have, like you mentioned, the National Crime Information Center. What about shot detecting microphones? They have them in some other communities like Canton, for example. And I've heard that they can be helpful. And I've heard that Akram was thinking about getting this shot spotter technology, but I hadn't heard whether or not you were going to, or if you didn't, why you didn't. ShotSpotter is a, an individual company uh, that provides gunshot sensing technology. Uh, they've been around for a long time, and they've been deployed in some major cities across the country. As we investigated ShotSpotter technology, we learned that it can be good at detecting a gunshot, but in our opinion, it was not useful for us because really it did nothing more than tell us where to go pick up the the shell casings uh, wasn't providing any kind of video evidence of who might have done it or what direction they might have traveled. There are companies who are coming online with shot sensing technologies, and we continue to investigate to find somebody who's doing it really well and to find some information that will help us connect a person with the gunshot that has been registered. Are you finding with the new license reader cameras, are those helping you track down criminals yet? Or could they? Or could an integration with some other kind of system like this new FUSIS you talked about, could that help too? Yes. The flock cameras have already been paying dividends almost from the first day that the first camera went in the ground here in Akron. Using your example, if we had a call of shots fired in a particular location and, for example, a vehicle was called in associated with that shots fired call, officers could automatically go to the system, look for vehicles matching that description that had driven past one of our flock cameras, and they would get a visual image of that car and a direction of travel and at what time it passed that camera to give them an idea quickly of where to go to begin to look for the vehicle that might be involved in that crime. Have you so far found that this has helped you actually track down anybody yet? Yes, every day. These cameras are working for us every day. We're getting alerts about stolen cars, getting alerts about the endangered missing persons, people with felony warrants from Akron and from all across the country. And so we're just having to make smart decisions about which things we'll take action on and which ones we're not able to. So moving away from the flock system cameras, but still on the topic Mm -hmm. of cameras, earlier this year, city council had been talking about potentially spending city money or maybe some federal money coming into the city on doorbell, like ring-type cameras, not necessarily that name brand, but maybe something like that for citizens in some areas of the community, high-crime areas. Citizens had been saying, hey, we need more than just the cameras that are already out there that are paid for by the city. We want them on our actual doors, on our homes. What's happening with that proposal? Anything that you know of? Yes, Um, So Tamika Rose from the mayor's cabinet is working on that project, and City of Akron has secured 462 doorbell cameras, and we have, just like we did with Flock, tried to focus on our highest crime areas to try to have an impact on violent crime. They're putting together a system to provide those cameras to people who own their homes in those high-density crime areas, homeowners who are at least 18 years of age, who have Wi-Fi are able to apply to get one of those cameras. And people should be looking and listening for announcements about how to go about applying and um, how they'll be distributed here in in the near future. Oh, 
That sounds good. Okay. I knew that you were talking about it. I just hadn't heard anything more. So it's good to know that they're going to come up with a plan sometime soon. And kind of along those lines, I mean, I live in Akron and I have one of those cameras on my door. And from time to time, I get a notice from, there's an app along with the Ring. There's a neighbor's app. And from time to time, people share video of, hey, there's a suspicious person walking around my yard. Somebody is trying doors on cars, etc. And I know they share it with their neighbors. The question to me is, do the police get this automatically or do people have to kind of tag the police department and share that specifically with them so that police can find out about, let's say, a prowler in a neighborhood or something like that? Right. And uh, Gene, you asked earlier about the system called FUSIS that we talked about. And so this is sort of where all these technologies come together to work as one. FUSUS, spelled F-U-S-U-S, is a data integrator, and it allows us to integrate public and private cameras into one operating system that we would call a real-time crime center. And what that means is FUSUS will geographically locate every camera and video system that's registered with us, and it'll display it on a map that we can look at live when something happens, and we can literally draw a circle around the space that we're interested in investigating at that time, and it'll show every registered camera in that geographic area. And we can, in that moment, send out a text or an email to the registered camera owner that we are investigating a crime and to ask them if they have a video on their system, if they would share that with us. Oh, that sounds great. So what else does this FUSA system do? Is it integrated with national crime systems as well, like with the FBI or Homeland Security or anything like that? No, it's not. Every FUSA system is purchased and individually works for the purchaser. And in our case, Akron Safety Forces are using that system to integrate, as I said, public and private cameras. And there's two parts to it. There's, there's registration and there's integration. Registration means that, as we just talked about, if we put out these 462 doorbell cameras in the community, each one of those cameras will be registered and geographically located and mapped out. And really any public or private owner of a video surveillance system can also register to let the police know, hey, I have a, a video surveillance system and I want you to know that I have it. And should you have an investigation of a crime, you can reach out to me to ask if I've captured video. So that's really valuable to have, especially when we have a really violent crime, like a homicide, and we can call up on a map in the moment and know all the cameras that are there and who might have some valuable evidence for us. Okay, so I have a camera at home. How do I make sure to register that if I wanted to with this system? Is there a way to do that? There is. You can go to our Akron Police website, akroncops.org, and then over on the right-hand side, there's a space for additional resources. And at the bottom on the left-hand side, there's a, a link for Connect Akron. When you click on that, you can register or integrate your camera system, and that will allow you easily to let us know, yes, I have a system, and here's the best way to contact me if you, uh, if you need to. Okay, and, and I'm sorry I interrupted you there. Was, what else did you want to tell us about this FUSIS system? So the second piece is camera integration. Registering just lets us know that you have a system. Integration means 
you would like to choose to share your video based on your own decision about how much you want to share and when. And an example is maybe a small convenience store owner has a number of exterior cameras looking at the parking lot and a number of interior cameras watching the register, et cetera. They could choose to either share all those cameras all the time or they could say, Akron, please, we would love for you guys to be able to watch our parking lot for us and we want you to have access to all our exterior cameras all the time. but. Inside of our store, we only want you to see inside if we're having an emergency. That would be true for any school like the University of Akron or Akron Public Schools. They have full control over what they want to share and when. The nice part about it is for us, if we're responding to a crime in progress and they have integrated their system and press that panic button on their app, they can share what's happening through their video feed inside their store as we're responding so we can be aware of what we're walking into. That sounds really useful. Certainly extrapolating from that, what comes top of mind to me is the recent school shooting down in Uvalde, Texas. If they had had that kind of integrated system in the classrooms or at least out in the hallway, somebody could have pressed that panic button. And if the police had the right system, they could have seen what was going on in the school before they even got there, right? Right, and one of the nice things about the system that we appreciated so much is, that, you know, there are any number of different video systems out there. By placing a device on the system at the location where the camera exists, it automatically makes that video system work with ours so we can see what's happening through most video cameras. An additional value for a large education facility like the University of Akron is there's an app. There's an app for everything, right? <laughs> it's called Fusus Connect, Fusus Connect app. So anybody who wanted to could download that app, and if they're in the middle of an emergency, they could hit the panic button, and that would allow them to share a live feed from their camera, video or pictures or text of what's happening to them right now. So if we took a large-scale incident like somebody were wreaking havoc at a basketball game at the University of Akron and a student was in a bathroom and couldn't get out because people are outside shooting, for example, and they had that Connect app, they could hit their panic button and start sharing live what they're seeing and hearing and experiencing so the police would know that they're in that room and they need help. So really a lot of possibilities to share information and video and for us to help keep people safe. Wow, that sounds impressive. But at this point, right now, it's a pretty new system, so there isn't as much uptake of it yet as perhaps there could be in the future then, right? Right. We just made the connection on our website with Connect Akron, and we will be rolling out soon, and I guess starting today with you, uh, to make people aware that that is available and let them know how to sign up and take part. Excellent. And then uh, the final question I had, and I'm not sure whether you know much about this, but I read a story recently about how there was a conviction for Adaris Black who shot Nakia Crawford. And one of the ways the prosecutor's office made the case is there was a kind of technology called CyberCheck where they were able to extrapolate from the suspect's cell phone, cell phones, because there was more than one suspect, where they were at the time. Is this something that you use in the police department or is this something that like a prosecutor's office would only use in the aftermath of a crime? So the answer is both. 
investigators from police can use that as a valuable tool to help locate people, and prosecutors, as they look to put together their case for prosecution, can also use it. And I don't fully understand how their system works, but what I do know is cell phones are constantly searching for the best connection to a cell tower. And there's a unique identifier on each cell phone. And so as that cell phone makes a connection with the cell tower, it identifies the phone and its location within roughly 10 feet, if I'm remembering correctly. And that's logged. And so we were able to go back in time and determine where that cell phone was with some specificity uh, using that connection between the phone and the cell towers. Wow. That's interesting. Okay, is there anything out of this long conversation that I did not ask that you'd like to add? Well, as I have been out in the community describing these systems to people at the, the council ward meetings, uh, from time to time it's come up, you know, this is too much of a big brother looking over my shoulder knowing where I am all the time. And I'm honest with people, I do share that concern. And so we're trying to walk the fine line of to do our best to help keep people safe with limited resources, while at the same time respecting their privacy. And so when we do adopt these systems, we, for example, with flock license plate reader cameras, the fact that they don't provide facial recognition capability was a plus for us because we don't want our people to feel like we're intruding on their movement everywhere they go when they're out in public. And there's also some safeguards built in. So every time an officer runs a search in that system, there's an individual identifier for that officer that makes them put a reason down why they're doing the search. And that's kept off-site in Atlanta, Georgia, where the company is based. It's not kept by us, and that's kept forever. So it's a little safeguard to let people know to do the right thing all the time. And if they don't, we can go back and do an audit and find out and correct the problem. So it's important that people know that. That was Akron Deputy Police Chief Michael Capers. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net. <laughs>